Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. Before we get started, if you are still watching or listening on Facebook or YouTube, we are on streaming platforms. We are on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. So, on that note, I'm Ethan Richards. I'm Becca Rice. And I'm CJ Bakel. And this week we have part two with uh, Coach Troy Hall, uh, Clem- the head coach of Clemson Rugby. So welcome back on the show. Good to be here, CJ. Looking forward to carrying on the, uh, the good chat, or the good yarn, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to start this episode off, we need you to answer the question we left hanging at oh, the yeah. end of last week's episode. So for those who have you, if you should have been listening. If you, if you haven't, go, go check out the last episode. But the question was, what is the most ridiculous fact that you know or interesting or unique fact? I'm probably going to go down the more sort of interesting. I don't, I think I, I, I don't think I know any ridiculously or ridiculous facts. Uh, but I'm going to stick to my, where I'm from, the home country. Um, so first Kiwi to climb, or well, the first, first guy to climb uh, Mount Everest, was a Kiwi, Sir Edmund Hillary. And I, I bring that up because um, my brother, my older brother actually spent some time there last year or in, at the end of 2018. And um, he went on a two week trek up Everest as well. So a shout out wow. to my brother, Mark. It's, I think it's a ridiculous achievement just being, just flying into the airport over there and then, and then starting that journey. And the, some of the horrendous stories I heard from him about that trip was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't sound like fun, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it say. It, it, and that yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, I played professional rugby, but I didn't climb Everest. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't have that. I don't have that in me. Yeah, should I say that's that, still interesting. Yeah, they they released that movie. Uh, what was it like? Almost yeah, almost a decade ago now. Like it's pretty. I, I, it's it's been a while since it released, but I, I saw that movie and I was like. Not doing it. Not not happening. <laughs> so so they were all Kiwi. They were all Kiwis in that. I mean, look, there was a Kiwi group in that movie, The Everest. That's that true story about Everest. Yeah. That business that used to help sort of very uh, wealthy people up the mountain and coming from all over the world. And uh, yeah, and I remember watching that before. I'm not sure why I watched that before my brother was going up there. I was like, this is probably not the best. This, uh, <laughs> movie to watch. It's like watching Titanic <laughs> on a boat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh was, gosh. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good achievement. So our Beckett has a very special question for you. Yes, so apparently there was a survey done with over a hundred um, New Zealand players, like at least 15 from all the Super Rugby teams. And they had a bunch of questions and the one I focused on the most was, uh, who is the biggest grubber, the biggest grub? Um, and Dane Coles got 44% of the vote. So my question is, what exactly does it mean when you're called a, a grub or the biggest grub? So a grub, right? It's kind of like a grub slash a bit of a mongrel. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, I think a grub is when you're, like, let's say on the, let's talk about on the field, right? It's like you're, you're pushing the limits. You are sort of doing things in rucks and malls. You're, Maybe, okay. um, 
you know, and I think I think a lot of the players he does it to are, are his teammates. Um, <laughs> so, like, would that be from the sorry? So, not teammates with his own team. I'm sure he does that at training, but oh, yeah. I think he just tries to get under under everyone's skin. Maybe just trying to switch players off a little bit and have them focus on him, um, and then have the game go somewhere else. So, yeah, I think a Grubs kind of see. you're a bit of a you're a bit of a mongrel. You like to get physical. Yeah, you're chatting all the time. Uh, lots of banter. Lots and lots of banter. Not abuse, not abuse, but banter. <laughs> There's a big difference. Um, oh, yeah. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, I, think, I think if you watch him on TV, I think the cameras like to follow him. I think they should do the player tracking on Dan Coles next week. That would be, that'd be oh. a fun track to watch. That would be awesome. <laughs> I think like a good example of that is when he scored his first try against the Blues and he started yeah. celebrating and he got Bone and Barrett into yeah. the uh, he just grabs into yeah. the group and he's yeah. like, yeah, like celebrating with him. And yeah. Bone and Barrett's just there like, <laughs> like, oh, come on. I think, I think he's uh, I think he's, uh, he's the type of guy that will hold you down on the ground. He'll kind of mm. in your face a little bit on the ground. Yeah. Um, lots of chat. There's lots and lots of banter and chat. Sure. <laughs> now that makes me think a bit of like Joe Mar- Marler. I think he's a bit of a grub, I bet. But uh, he might take it a little too far, maybe. <laughs> Definitely takes it a little too far sometimes. I'm not going to talk about a grub off the field, so. <laughs> 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 uh, so, uh, so I've, I have heard that your team is the Blues. 100%, yes. And since day one, 1990, since the introduction of Super Rugby in New Zealand, 1996. Um, that was my team. Although I'm from the Waikato area, I can I'd never liked the Chiefs. I never liked Waikato, mm. but I've always, always loved the Blues. And I think it was because of that first era of players I had with like Carlos ah, Spencer okay. and Lomu and just yeah. some really, really oh, veteran, very, very uh, popular players that I, I used some to legends right there. idolize. Yeah. Well, uh, as I've mentioned uh, earlier, or I think in the last episode, um, I have family in Christchurch. So uh, because of that, I am a Crusaders fan. <laughs> so <laughs> going into this week's matchup, which I guess for the listeners, since this will be coming out after, um, uh, what are your thoughts for for these two teams? Because clearly they're the two top of the table right now. Yeah. Like, what what is how do how do you feel about what's going going to happen in this upcoming game? Which, for a lot of listeners, will be a game that's already occurred. But I think um, Blue's obviously going to go on with a lot of confidence, right? But I think it's probably that still piece, like saying like we're not. Um, We've got a lot of praise on us so far, but I think until you beat the Crusaders or give, it's going to be really tight. Obviously, I think it's going to be within a couple of points. Um, I think it's until you until you beat the Crusaders, it's you kind of they're the benchmark, right? And they're yeah. so relentless, man. They are so relentless on attack, on defense. It's like they, it's just wave after wave, of it, especially on attack. Um, the composure those guys have, it's just next level and it's they're so fit obviously they're super fit skilled oh yeah but they're they've got that unity they're unified um it's yeah very very tough game um for the I'm, blues I'm, is, it, is, it, is it is it in auckland or is it in christchurch home or away do you know oh, so that's a good question i'm not sure i, I just know that the blues have the uh had this last bye week so they've had you know the entire week yeah. to prepare and i don't think 
I don't think the Crusaders have any uh, injuries or notable injuries at the moment. So besides Scott Barrett, but like they haven't, they hadn't had Scott Barrett this it's tournament yet. It's a Christchurch. Yeah, it's in Christchurch. Okay. Ooh, it's so tough. the weather. Another level of difficulty. Yeah, and the weather's going to play its part. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that makes things a bit tougher. But I think, I mean, I think Blues are playing better than they've had for a long, long time. And, they've, and they've, I think a lot for of the sure. comments around the Blues have been. Like their togetherness, um, that counts for a lot. So, yeah, but yeah it's going to be physical. Link Bowden Barrett's going to, you know, the, the, the halves are going to play obviously a massive uh, role. The playmakers, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's whether the Blues can just stop that, stop their attack. I think it's the, with the Crusaders being so consistent and being relentless that they're tough to beat. Mm-hmm. So, um, with the Blues, I, I've had this question, and my brother and I have discussed it a decent amount. With their pickup of Dan Carter, and obviously they haven't been using him on the field, um, what what role behind the scenes do you think he's got right now? I think he's not a coach. Yeah, you think he's, he's, he's yep. genuinely just a player coach? There's like uh, their side I think there. I think he'll 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 get on the field at some point. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the value of you can't you can't buy that experience, right? I mean, they obviously did. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, yeah, but it's, yeah. <laughs> but, it's but it's um, yeah. I think it's just because they got young fly halves over Teddy Black, um, Harry Plummer. They're both very young ten. So I think having Dan Carter, like you know, he's just mentoring those guys, and then absolutely, sort of, and he's kind of prodding behind the scenes and video chats and like like whiteboard meetings and all that stuff. I think he's probably. Um, yeah, he's he's playing a massive role there, and just just being. I know he's from everything we've we've heard around Dan Carter. He's just another guy. He's just like a very down to earth guy. Right. Um, just a good bloke. Just wanting to give back to the game. He's thirty eight. Um, so I think having his training and his work ethic and all that stuff, because he's still in very good shape. Um, yeah. I think yeah, it's just that mentoring role is going to be so valuable for for, for the, the young guys I have. You think yeah, that's the signing of both Bowden and. Dan is probably one of the biggest X factors of their success right now, or it doesn't have to do with, you know, some players like Hoskins to And I think TJ Fayani is you know, playing a pretty good tournament. Like those players uh, just stepping up to the plate. I think, I think they were already on the way up before they came. I think yeah, the blues had already won. The blues had won a bunch of games in a row away, away mm. from home um, before Bowden Barrett, Barrett even stepped on the field. So I think Liam McDonald, the coach, has, has done a really, really good job. And I think helping the, the Blues players like, play for more than just, just the, you know, themselves. I think you can see the, the unity they've got. Um, and so I think McDonald's done a really good job there as a coach to bring that yeah. group together. And then like, having Bowden Barrett come in and Dan Carterbine, it's just kind of enhancing it, right? Absolutely. Because um, yeah. Bowden, Barrett's, Bowden Barrett's, if you've seen the games, he's not like... He's not lighting the world on fire, but he's no. he's he's always in the exa- he's always in the right place. He's, I was say, he's, he's doing everything he needs yeah. to do. Yeah. His decision making and game management is what's they've like the blues are blacked, and I think that's helping take the pressure off the fly halves. Absolutely. Um, from he's being thinking a he's been amazing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. Simple. Knowing you got yeah. someone like that at the back is very, very nice. Nice to know. Yeah, <laughs> proved he can hit sure. the draft goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I. So, oh, well, we, sorry, my bad, Ethan. 
All good. All good. Uh, so I was going to say, um, I just like, I've really enjoyed watching the blues play this, like in these, this round Robin. Cause like, I feel like as, as a program, like obviously as you're saying, they've been coming into success um, for a little while now. And like, they're like, I think that the, all the pieces have started to fit together really well uh, in like with this round Robin and, for me, uh, like from what I've witnessed on uh, watching the games and whatnot, is that like, like those the veteran support that they've now got and the big name support that they've now got with these the, the pickups of Dan Carter and in more of a mentor role and Bowden Bear at that fifteen at that comfort like protection basically a position for their defensive structure and even his like ability to just use the ball and attack well is just like. I think everything's come together. And for me, like I, as a Crusaders fan, who's like, Oh yeah, no, like Crusaders have this, they've had it. Like it's, it's already in the bag. Like, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Like I genuinely, like I see like these two teams, like arguably the two best clubs in the world right now, because of that, just like yeah. how well put together they are. And like I said, it takes, and it's taken time too, right? I mean, they've been built, I mean, they've had a lot of tough years, but it takes time to, you see them peaking right now, but all that work's gone in for the last two or three years since oh, yeah. McDonald's come in. And um, I think the Super Rugby Aotearoa's competition is is hands down, like the level of rugby and the physicality and backing up week to week. It's probably the hardest uh, rugby they've all played, especially at that level, because I think they're all, they're all doing PBs off the field. Because uh, And then during the week, I've heard they're just kind of like, takes them to Wednesday to recover for the next week. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's rough. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good just to see rugby back and it's good to um, yes. get that back, especially in New Zealand, um, where it's such a big part of it. For so sure. We kinda, we've talked a little bit about the top side of the table. Now let's shift our focus a little bit down. <laughs> let's, I, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about the Chiefs. So I think – with the you know having Warren Gatland, having Aaron Cruden back from France, and having you know Sam Kane now back, what what do you think is happening to the Chiefs that has made them, you know, not perform as well as they would hoped? If you look at the competition, right? So you got the Crusaders, you got the Hurricanes, Blues, Highlanders, and the Chiefs, right? There's, I mean, what separates the Crusaders from the Chiefs is so it's still so minimal. Um, it's a decision here or there on the field. It's a mistake here or there. I think they're just, and it's kind of like the Blues the last few years. Although, remember they had that, that run of not winning versus another New Zealand team? for I couldn't remember how many games it was. But if you look at the results of those games, they're all super tight. A lot of them were like within five points, seven points, maybe maximum of 10 points. Um, and if you look at the Chiefs game so far in uh, this competition, They've been in the game every game. They've, they've, they've had opportunities every game. I think it's just the, the nature of the competition um, where it's such a fine line. It's like, you know, like I say, it's, it's a moment. It's, you know, those games are defined by moments. And I think you've just come out on the wrong side. Because um, I think, they've, I mean, they've, they've got a good team, man. They've got, a, they've got a really good team. I think it's just those moments, if they, if they, don't, if they don't go your way, then bang seven or 10 points go to the opposition. Uh, I think, uh, I think what, are they, what are we, halfway through the competition already? 
Are we out? Yeah. More than halfway? Well, I think we're almost uh, halfway. I think this week is about halfway. Yeah. yeah, so they're already in kind of, they're already in, yeah, they're already in a bit of trouble, obviously, without yeah. winning a game yet. But yeah, I think it's just the nature of the competition. It's so, any of the yeah. teams, maybe apart from Crusaders at this point, um, you know, those moments, and it's, it's uh, you end up having losses. Yeah, that's, so, that's the challenge of a uh, smaller pool yeah. tournament is that like, Every game means so much more. So, yeah. like, in this case, those small moments that the Chiefs have had where they maybe have messed up that pass that could have scored, yeah. like, caused them to score or, or their kick was not as deep as it needed to be, like, that's that's the game, like, right yeah. there. And and so, I like, for me, when I, I look at the Chiefs, like, I, I, I don't see them in the same echelon as right now what you see those top teams in New Zealand just specifically because like there's that thin line in which those important moments they can't they haven't passed yet they haven't yeah. broken that line in the way that they need to yeah I think it's a, and from a can you imagine that from like a you know I know you're giving obviously you're absolutely putting your body on the line every week and then just coming out on the wrong side but knowing you had moments to win it it's it's where this, yeah. this tournament is has taken every bit of kind of resilience out of all the players and like how willing how, how far are you willing to push yourself every week? But like I say, they're not recovering till Wednesday. Some probably Thursday, then they gotta play again on the Saturday. It's yeah. Ooh. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 That's tough. rough. It doesn't think, help either that the, the Chiefs have like really suffered a lot of injuries this season. Like they have um out out Mali, the uh, all blacks prop, he's out for the whole season. Sam Kane missed a good couple games. And then they have like several, a couple other um, forwards that either would start um, or come off the bench that, so it's not helping them that they have had a bit, sort of a slew of injuries more so than some of the other teams. Yeah. And again, like the, the injury pieces, it's, it's, uh, I think every play, every team's coming super fit, super strong, ready to go, mm -hmm. but it's, like, you know, we all, we all play rugby and play rugby and it's um, those knocks just, they happen, right? And I think Chiefs, yeah, they've, they've struggled there a little bit, but um, yeah. they'll be back, mate. They'll, they'll be, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll keep going. Yeah. For sure. So uh, to move away from um, super rugby a little bit and more into general rugby, um, what, what are your thoughts on those like experimental law changes that they're trying to implement or look at right now? So... I, I, any specific one you want to have a think about? Um, I think the, the 2250 is probably the biggest one on in, in rugby news right now is because, like, obviously we've, we've seen it in league a little yeah. bit. And, 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 like, so what, what is your perspective on, on that in, in union? I think all these – I mean, it's, I don't read too much into the law changes. I mean, obviously I, I look at them, respect them, and, and sort of figure out how they can help and how – how it can help uh, the teams I coach and all that stuff. I think it's, they're all focused on like the flow of the game or, um, you know, when you think about the, even like the, the rolling away the tackle area, right? Like the poachers being in, a, in more of a picking up the ball kind of situation or, um, you know, rolling away at the tackle quicker. Um, it's all comes down to like that minimizing the ruck, like minimizing the ruck time speeding up the play. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's been interesting watching them. It's been interesting watching the games and, and seeing the players adjust and adapt. Because you see in week one, obviously, there was a lot more 
you just you just see how good those players are adapting because mm-hmm. it's not easy to go into into a super game like that and and yeah. doing something and expect to do something different and it just like it's the credit to the coaches obviously um, during the week and then just the individual player itself like studying like their positioning and and all that comes into the extra work too that they probably put in so yeah I'm all, I'm all for a fast game um, I'm all for keeping the flow I think um, yeah so I'm, I think yeah, for, I think the product is great you know so I think yeah it's a, yeah it's a big piece of it yeah, I uh, I have said this, and I I basically preach this on on the podcast at this point. Is that for me? I think the kicking game is the the biggest and most valuable part of rugby in terms of like taking even a good team to be a great team or a great team to like be a, a, even the next level after yeah. that. And and so uh, and just that extra element for kicking, I think, is is gonna emphasize that even more because you have you have teams that put up 18 points just because they get in half cause a penalty get get the, yeah. the kick in and and or and then all they all they're doing is just like kicking downfield forcing penalties and that's all they need to do and this element of being able to kick the ball get the ball back in yeah. in the other team's half it just like emphasizes that even more so like i i am fully convinced that this is going to force teams with the better kickers, with the better kicking strategy to be even better. I think, yeah, I think kicking is so valuable, right? Having a good kicker or having two good kickers on your team, yeah. whether it be a 10 and a fullback, whether it be a 9 and a 10. I think I've seen, I've seen a lot of teams play around with the ball in their own sort of 20. I'm all for having to go from your own end, but if it's not going anywhere, you've got to be able to figure out, you've got to have something else. So yeah. um, having to be able to kick to the corners, having different kick options up your sleeve is, is uh, you can really test back threes because mm-hmm. I, I always find like back threes, um, I think at, at the high school, at the collegiate level, even at the, the adult level, a lot of them play out of position if they're not really coached well. Without, a lot of them just get thrown on the wing. So I always <laughs> find positioning wise is you can really take advantage of that as a, as a fly half or as a kicker um, mm-hmm. to be able to exploit those areas. Yeah. I mean, that's how South Africa sort of you really you were really big into tactical kicking and yeah. taking points when they could. That's how they, you know, won their World Cup. It's just yeah, yeah obviously a powerful <laughs> hack. Yeah. So <laughs> like get the ball to the other end, right? And let them yeah. kind of, if you if you're not going anywhere, kick it back and then mm-hmm. force a mistake through your defense. If you have a strong defensive system and you have strong individual players yeah. defensively, you can you can really um they're they're those moments, say hey, that we that we talked about. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Um, so thank you so much for joining us again. No, my pleasure, mate. It's been, it's been good fun. Um, for sure. Happy to come on again. Happy to have a, continue the conversation. So looking yeah. forward to it. I've, I've, yeah, it's been, it's been great. So CJ, you look like you're a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, we're doing all right. It was a lot of fun. And uh, everybody, as always, watch rugby because – we're on, you know, rugby's now on ESPN, so you can watch it via ESPN Plus, or you can always record it and stuff like that. You know, the New Zealand matches are at 3 a.m. and 11.30 p.m., so there should even be no just, excuse anymore to not watch rugby. <laughs> or even just the highlights, at least. I mean, all the yeah. highlights are on YouTube. True, and yeah, I, I like to find old international games on YouTube as well, so... Uh, well, just, world rugby's been putting up a lot more of them now so 
Absolutely. So we're all at home. Watch rugby. It's fun. So thank you all for listening. Uh, Tune in next week. Have a nice day. Cheers, guys. See you.